0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Profit Roadmap. I am one of your hosts, as always, Cody Owen, alongside your other host, Bear Duplissy. We are sitting in the conference room right over by my desk today, and we're gonna be <laughs> talking to Bear about how to close deals over the phone. So as you guys know, Bear has been working in sales forever, and we realized uh, while we were talking about future episodes a couple weeks ago, that we had never used him as an expert witness on the podcast. So I dragged him into the studio. We're going to talk about he has an absurd amount of sales experience for someone as young as he is. So we are – I know that I usually make fun of him for being old. I was going to say, right? (laughs) Uh, Ancient is usually the word that you use. (laughs) He has more sales experience than I have years I could legally work. Uh, That's
1: true. No, that's true. So
0: (laughs) – we are jumping in, we're gonna be talking about this. Bear has worked uh, contact sales, like in person, uh, and then he's also done years of, of closing deals over the phone. And the reason that I wanted to talk to him about that is because closing deals over the phone is the most efficient way for your service industry business to, to sell stuff. If you're able to Absolutely. sell services without having to waste time driving out to the property, measuring the property, coming back with a quote later, or sending them a quote later and then waiting. If you're able to say this is the price over the phone and sell the person on the phone, you will have saved so many man hours uh, and so much money uh, that you would have spent on gas and opportunity cost of things that you could have been doing uh, while you were wasting time driving out there. Uh, So Bear, let's just jump right in. do you agree that uh, over-the-phone sales are way more efficient?
1: Cody, wait a second. Before you talk to Bear about closing deals over the phone, I just want to thank we you moved so much.
0: so that this wouldn't happen.
1: I So thank you so much for having my sweet boy, Bear, on the podcast as a guest. It's just so nice of you. He's just the very best. He's a peach of a lad. I don't normally say a lad, but it was just, you know, thank you The visit. Mom, okay, appreciate it.
0: Thanks, thanks for coming in, Bear's mom. Oh, man. Glad she, to see you again. She embarrasses me It's sometimes. been a few episodes. Yeah, it's
1: it's been some time. It's fine. Um, but no, yeah, let's jump right into this, Cody. So the, I, I absolutely couldn't agree more. Uh, and another quick plug before we kind of get into the meat and potatoes here. A quick plug, though. You know, yes, having a process to where you could quote somebody over the phone is absolutely fantastic. And it's the way of the future. Um, I'm not, I'm not normally a new wave guys, you know, I'm not, I'm not the tech guy. Um, that's like all into the newest technologies and stuff. Just did my first lift a couple weeks ago. swear to hand to God, you know, I'm just, I'm not that guy normally, but in order to become more efficient and producing more estimates, which will allow you to get more business, you have to do stuff in a quicker, much more efficient manner. And over the phone sales is the quickest way to do that. So quick plug for service autopilot. Great, great feature is the Smart Maps tool that'll allow you to measure properties, get those accurate numbers, put together some really accurate quotes and competitive quotes so that you can get those out to as many customers as possible. So, absolutely. quick blurb there. Um, but closing deals over the phone is absolutely is absolutely hands-down essential when it comes to today's market. Everyone out there knows how saturated their market is in the service industry. There's cleaning companies abound. There's green industry companies abound. Everybody... It seems like everybody on the way to work, I drive and I see a new company every day with a truck and equipment in the back to go do landscaping work. It's just something that the market is completely saturated. So how do you make yourself more marketable, right? The best way to do it is get their your quote into their hands the fastest.
0: Very few people want to think about who mows their lawn for longer than 15 minutes a year. <laughs> so... Uh, If they
1: do, you're either doing a terrible job or they're just an outlier.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And they're a waste of time because there's a hundred more people that would not waste that much of your time. So if you can be the fastest to the draw and get them as a customer by by closing the deal over the phone, then like they're probably going to go with you. They probably don't need to call a bunch of companies. If your price sounds reasonable, they'll go with you.
1: Absolutely. Now, just being the quickest to the draw doesn't mean, necessarily mean that you should get them off the phone as quick as possible. This is the yeah. number one principle when you talk about closing deals over the phone. Okay? If anyone's ever seen The Boiler Room, the movie... I don't normally take a lot of principles in terms of sales from a lot of these heavy sales movies. I'm a big Glenn, Gary, Glenn Ross Ross fan. Everybody knows ABC always be closing and you should to a certain extent, but that type of sales mentality is so outdated and so archaic and it is so distasteful to most consumers today. It just doesn't work. Check out our previous episodes with Jim. If you want to know more insight about that spin selling, yes, (laughs) spin selling exactly.
0: Do, 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 but do,
1: just but the point of the bringing in boiler room into the conversation is the fact that you don't want to pitch wood, okay? And what that means is don't pitch me something that's dead, okay? Don't just get the fastest thing out there because yes, well this is a lot of numbers. You have an opportunity. Someone has called you. Someone has taken time out of their day to get a quote from you, okay? We can talk about getting quotes from leads off of your website here in a second, but quoting someone who calls you up and says, "Hey, I'd like my my lawn mode. Hey, I'd like my house cleaned. What can you do for me? It's a great opportunity to automatically capture them with your personality, mm-hmm. okay?
0: They're making a personal contact with you. Yes. You have the opportunity to not be a robot on the phone.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So the first thing I do when I'm talking to someone who calls in for a prospect that calls in for anything, this was back when I was selling insurance, sold collars for a time or two. This is back principal day one when I was doing fundraising and selling candy bars on the street when I was 10. The first thing I do is I talk about them. I talk about them because who's everyone's favorite subject in the world? It's themselves. It really is. Even the most shyest, most humblest people of all time, their favorite subject, the subject that is most familiar to them, that they are most comfortable with, is themselves. Mm-hmm. The person with the lowest self-esteem in the world, their favorite subject is themselves. So the first thing I comment on is themselves. If I'm doing in person, easy. Pick anything. Anything around their surrounding, their clothing, their hair color, the type of glasses they're wearing. Oh, man, I love Oakley's man. Those are great. I love the Nikes that you're wearing. Anything, it really could be establish yeah, a link. But, but, but over bear the phone, them on the phone, I know over <laughs> the phone, you got to be able to find a connection point, and so you can do that by simply introducing yourself. They tell you their name. You might notice an area code that knows that, that allows you to be, hey, they're in a certain part of town, mm-hmm. okay, or maybe it's an area code that's out of town. Hey, I don't recognize your area code. Where are you from? Indiana, that's really great. I have a cousin who lived in Indiana for a number of years. Yes, is it obscure? Is it stupid? Absolutely. But it establishes a connection with your prospect. Saying, hey, common ground. he understands. He mm-hmm. understands. I'm from Indiana. He understands where I've been. He knows. You don't necessarily and I'm not saying lie be honest be genuine that's that's part of the process but more than likely you can find something really quickly within the first five to ten seconds of a conversation that allows you allows you to establish that common ground it's not being and that's why I say be honest be genuine because it's not tricky you're established establishing a human relationship with them mm-hmm. okay and you're hoping that it's going to last years every prospect that calls you're hoping to you you should know, I'm going to close this deal, and they're going to be my client for the next 20 years.
0: Well, and it's important to keep in mind that we've talked about this many times on the Profit Roadmap, that the number one hurdle that a service business is overcoming to close that deal is the trust barrier. And by making a human connection with this person and seeming and being genuinely interested in who your customers are, because... Hint, hint, that's valuable for you to know down the line, the kind of people that hire you. Uh, So knowing about them is really helpful by showing that you care about them genuinely. You're overcoming that trust barrier by by being a human on the phone and finding a connection point with them, whether it's, oh, you live in, you know, Wood Creek. Oh, ah yeah. that's you know that's where my parents live or exactly. that's uh you know I live there do your kids go to so and so elementary school There you go Uh that's where my kids go so finding that connection and showing like there's lo- they live in your service area and you probably live in your service area like there's going to be something you can connect with them on even if it's you know uh like oh man I love the St Louis Cardinals too like yeah. whatever it is find that connection or, or Red Sox but but yes, yes,
1: exactly. Yeah, and if they live on in a they live on a street, more than likely, especially if you've got a small concentrated service area, and your uh, your route density is incredible. Hint, hint. Nudge, nudge. Route density is important. That's a, another topic, though. But you can obviously. Hey, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Ed Jobson, he lives on he lives on Maple Street too, um, and. If you genuinely service a neighbor of theirs, it may be completely on the other side of the street, but there's a shot in the dark that they know that person. Mm -hmm. So instant human connection. You can pick this up in the first five to 10 seconds because some of those initial questions tell a lot about that person. And then you can go off on a tangent, a friendly tangent about the connection piece. You know, hey, what's your, you know what? I've, you know what? I've, I, I spent a lot of time in that neighborhood. I don't live over there. And I've been, I've been looking for a good place to eat. What's a, what's your favorite restaurant in the area?
0: Yeah. And the important thing to keep in mind here is that what are we, we're having this conversation about them. And I know that I said at the top of this, that no one wants to think about their lawn care provider for more than 15 minutes a year. This is your 15 minutes. This is
1: your 15 minutes of (laughs)
0: fame, baby. So use it to connect with them on a personal level, rather than just spending the whole time, you know, kind of boringly talking about lawn care or cleaning Very or whatever right size or whatever yeah. they want to know benefits and they want to like you people like to do business with people that they like
1: absolutely i could and it's and look guys and gals cody sits across from me every week when we do these shows the guy can't stand me okay <laughs> okay let's be honest let's call let's call it like it is he can't stand me but yet, we work together. Why? Because I'm just absolutely charming. I charm the pants off of him. Every day, he's ready to quit this podcast with me because he just cannot stand me. And every day, I talk him into it because of my charm and wit. It's a skill that I have. Okay? I digress. My point is, you are, whether you like it or not, and I can hear all those people calling out, like, oh, I'm not really, I'm not really a shitty, chatty person. I'm not really a likable person. I have no charm. Look. Get past it. You have okay? a phone
0: voice. You ha- Everybody has a phone Everybody, voice. Everybody,
1: you know, listen, if you've been doing this or you're wanting to try and launch a business, you have to be a, pro- a people person on some level. You do. You have. You are in the service business. You are in the business of pleasing people. So don't tell me you don't have people skills. I'm sorry. I'm not going to hear it. I'm not going to hear it. So your job to get that person's business is to show them why you're better than ABC Lawn Care down the street. Anyone who's a listener and works for ABC Lawn Care Company, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the made-up ABC Lawn Care, okay? <laughs> I'm talking about you got to differentiate yourself. It's It goes back to everything that we've talked about on all these previous episodes. You're trying to always differentiate yourself. You're trying to do it through marketing. You're trying to do it through sales. You're trying to do it through community presence. All these concepts we talked about, it comes around to this. How are you different? So now you're on the phone, 15 minutes of fame. Sink or swim? Here it is. How do we do
0: it? So we've made a personal connection. Right. We've talked to the person a little bit about themselves. Got it. And now we want to transition into what they need from us and whether or not we can meet that. Right.
1: Absolutely. So the question is, the first initial question to them is, hey, when I'm talking to a prospect here, I want to know what type of business they are in. That's the easiest way to establish a personal connection. What do you do for a living? Would you like me to sh- when I when you when you hire me because it's an it's a foregone conclusion that you're going to hire me. Okay? When you hire me, would you like me to come and service your house when you're there? Are you there during the day? Do you want me to come in the evening, early evening when you're there, on the weekends? What are you looking for? When are you looking for the service? Easy transition, right? because you're, now you're talking about business, but you're still talking about them, mm-hmm. right?
0: You're talking about their schedule.
1: You're talking about their schedule. So you're still talking about their needs, okay? So they say, no, I don't really care when you show up and just, you know, I you know have no preference. Okay, right, that's the best and worst thing because it, it doesn't give you anything to go on, but it's the perfect scenario because you can literally fit them in your schedule anywhere. So that's great. Yeah. And they seem chill. And yeah, and they seem totally relaxed. So the next, the next step is, well... What, what, what the question that I would ask if I was in your business is why, you know, why are you looking for a cleaning company? Why are you looking for landscaping service? What are you looking for? Not, not assuming, go ahead. No, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going
0: to say, those are the best questions to ask because they get people to speak to their pain points. Mm -hmm. Most of your customers are not people who woke up one day and decided like, ah, I'm sick of mowing my lawn. I got to hire someone to do it. They are someone who's coming to you from another company or they've moved from a different service area. They have pain points and they will tell you
1: what they are. Absolutely. They absolutely will. And that's no different than here. In, that's no different here in software sales. And it's no different in insurance, man. I had a terrible experience with my last insurance company, man, their rates were too high. Pain points. Don't want to pay too much, right? Okay great. Now, you know, you have to be competitive. If but, they're if they, asking about but if they're price.
0: telling you that they're a cheapskate, listen to them and know that maybe the, it's not going to work. If yeah. your price near the top of your market, which I know that Jonathan would argue that you need to be to be profitable in this business, uh, whatever service you're providing, then if you hear someone coming to you and they're citing a competitor uh, and saying that like their rates were too high, they're probably not going to be a great client.
1: Yeah. No, it's not something you wanted to go after, but at least you know right away and you know what you're up against. Mm-hmm. The point is you want to know exactly what they're looking for. So when they start talking to you about substance, and when I talk about substance, they talk start talking about to you, gosh, man, my wife loves roses and she loves these rose bushes. They're so freaking annoying. I cannot keep them alive. I have to replant every year. The roses are just annoying as heck, but my wife loves them. Okay, there you go, man. Listen, I just don't have time to clean my house anymore don't no one likes clean no one likes cleaning their house we had another kid yeah uh i just started a new job my commute is longer so now you're again you're still talk they're still talking about themselves yep they're still talking about themselves and you guys haven't even talked about dimensions of rooms square footage of the area the lawn size you haven't even talked about the services you offer yet you're five six minutes into the conversation and they are still pumping you full of information about themselves. They're still establishing that human connection. You're talking business now, but they're still talking about that human connection. It is absolutely fantastic and imperative that you do this. Keep them going. And take notes. Pairs the thought, right? Not Mm -hmm. everyone's got a fantastic memory like me, okay? I'm sorry. Not everyone's as sharp as a tack. It doesn't work like that. Write some notes. You know what? And as, as, as arrogant as I just sounded, I still take notes. They're shorthand. They're really quick blurbs, and they're usually something to indicate that indicates something else. But that's how my mind works.
0: It uh, it reminds me of so I'm I'm watching The Office again, and for all of the, I'm so sorry. I I love The Office. Yeah, uh, I watched it all my first year in college. I was the kid who was like six or seven reading Dilbert. Uh, so I've been all about
1: workplace <laughs> humor <laughs> for so long.
0: So uh, rewatching The Office and.
1: Uh, during the, just know for a fact, point of fact, I'm not going to get any reference you give, but go ahead and roll okay. with it.
0: No, no, it's, it's good. So there's this whole thing where Michael Scott, uh, who was a longtime salesman and now he's manager of the paper company, um, has this Rolodex of all of his customers. And I know that Barry's shocked that I know what a Rolodex was, but my grandma had one. <laughs> <laughs> so he has this Rolodex with all of his customers and on the back, I of bet she had a
1: landline too.
0: She did have a landline. She had a rotary phone.
1: Oh dang. You know what that is too?
0: Yeah. Jeez, man. Um, she owned a flea market also. So she had a lot of antiques. (laughs) Uh, okay. My first phone was rotary. Michael has this Rolodex, right? With all of his customers in it. And then on the backside of the customer's entry in the Rolodex, he has like color coded information. It's really complicated. And it turns into a big comedic thing because someone steals his Rolodex and says information they weren't supposed to say. Uh, but, so he's got all this color-coded information on the back that reminds him everything he knows about these customers. And that's a really solid way, because also, if you have a software system where you can save these notes for later, yeah, so you take taking notes point. while you're on the phone, but then you file them away in the customer's file, Exactly. you remember, you know, if they tell you the name of their kids or whatever, then, like, you yeah, throw that in a note, and then you yeah. can ask next year when you're renewing service, like, hey, how's, you know... Th- how did third grade treat Emily uh, or whatever? Like, you know, ask questions, keep up with these customers, catalog that information away because it, it again, this makes you feel like a small business that cares about them. And if you're putting the work in, you do care about them.
1: It's true. And you know, it goes a long way. And there's, you know, I've gotten this, I've only gotten this a handful of times, guys and uh, and gals, I'll tell you this, but it makes all the difference in the world, Okay. Because honestly, even if they know for a fact that you're reading off of a file, they know that you care enough to take the note to take the note. Just because just because I put that, you know, Emily's going into third grade in 2017 on my client file doesn't mean I have to read it. It doesn't mean I have to choose to ask about it later on. Mm -hmm. I could just put the information down. So, again, it's all about effort. And again, it's all about that continued human connection. You have a personal investment in them, they have a personal investment in you. And when you personalize your service this way, it makes it sound a lot better, okay? And it makes it work a lot better and you're gonna close the deal.
0: So can we talk about that now? So we've, we've talked to them, we've gotten some personal information, sure. we've made a transition into why they want our service. Let's, that's a one, two, we got a three here, let's hit it, let's close the deal. What's the best way to do that on the phone when you can't look into their eyes and shake their hand?
1: Closing the deal is as easy as this, Cody. You close the deal before the phone rang. You close the deal before the Dang, phone rang.
0: son, that's some confidence.
1: That's how it is. If you're not confident in the product that you're offering, then you might as well get out of your business. If you don't think that you're the very best service and you're better than everybody else around you, then you might as well get out of your business, right? Yeah. Right? Yes. Can you improve your business? Absolutely. Are there things that can be run more smoothly and more ideally? Absolutely. That's what we talk about every week, right? We want to make your business better. But if you don't have supreme confidence in your skills, despite all of your shortcomings, then you're not in the right business. I'm sorry to say it. You got into this business because you know you can do it. You know you can do it well. And you should know that you can do it better than the next guy. So when the phone rings, the deal is done. The deal is done. So how do we make sure the
0: customer knows the deal is done?
1: How do we make sure the customer knows the deal is done? (laughs) I just told you. No, I'm just kidding. So the customer knows that the deal is done. When you've established that connection and everything, and I know we keep hammering it, it's not trying to beat a dead horse here, but once the, the, with all of this groundwork that you've laid in your 15 minutes of fame, the price is irrelevant at that point. So when you've given them the price, you've given them like, hey, look, based on your lawn size, based on your area, based on this, blah, 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 whatever, based on the house size you've got, based on the number of rooms you need me to clean, based on what you need me to do, it's going to be, bam, drop the price. When would you like me to schedule it? Now, that's something that my boss, Jim, would say that is a preemptive close, a presumptive close. You're assuming that they're going to say yes.
0: You're not asking them to say yes. You're asking them yeah. to schedule the service. Yes,
1: exactly. So you're asking them to schedule the service.
0: But you're you're asking for the yes by asking
1: yes, for scheduling exactly. information. So now, if you don't want to be that aggressive, if that's just a little too much for you. I
0: would point out. Before we give somebody room to retreat here that by asking them about scheduling, you can phrase that question in such a way that you're keeping it them talking about themselves and you're staying on theme for what you've been doing the whole rest of the call uh, when you can say like when is the you know what day is best for you for us to I know you your said line. you
1: didn't care about your schedule or if they did say something like you want me to come in the evenings, what evenings are best?" Yeah. You know, it's presumptive still, but it's it's much more genteel. Yeah, I'm not asking for a full on retreat. You can also ask them, "What's the next step? Where would you like to go from here?" Asking for asking for the next step. Okay, and there's a really nice process and spin with that. It's been selling because you're you're basically you're, you're it's a continuation question. You're asking for to continue the dialogue, continue the conversation, continue with the process. Well, the next, the next process should be, yeah, I wanna sign up, okay? Um, so when you've asked that question, whichever way you wanna do it, if you wanna get super hyper-aggressive with them and be like, so when do you want me to start? you know, Or to the, the really gentle question of like, where would you like us to go from here? Whatever style best fits you personally, the next, the, the answer to the question is gonna be a yes, okay? So that's the assumption. Don't even think about a no. If it's a no, you get off the phone.
0: Hey, I'm going to challenge you guys listening that if your inclination is to retreat back from that little more aggressive sales tactic, I'm going to challenge you to try to use it because this is a muscle that you have to learn how to use. And it's going to be uncomfortable because nobody likes to put themselves out there and risk getting a no. Uh, But like, we all had to grow and get over that sort of thing in all sorts of areas of our lives. We had to learn to put ourselves out there, whether it's dating or whatever it is. You had to learn how to, you know, stick that that hand out there, and if it doesn't get shaken, then oh well, you move to the next lead. Put yourself in a zone where you're not hundred percent comfortable. Kind of push push yourself to work harder in sales.
1: Absolutely, yeah, and it it, it is it, it. Listen, anytime. Look, I don't care how cocky of a salesman you are, and I'm pretty arrogant. Yeah, I was gonna say bears the cockiest. Yeah. Asking someone asking someone else for money is never is never comfortable. Okay, right? I mean, think about it. When late pays come up, I mean, do you do you look forward to those calls when people are past due? Do you look forward to it? No, you don't. It's excruciating. It's annoying. It's irritating. It you know it's, but it's part of your business. Got to collect money, right? Got to get those sales. It's part of your business. Okay, and we can talk about. I'm gonna tee myself up for another episode. By the way, right here. Ooh, yeah. So we can talk two. about clients or potential clients or leads that aren't a good fit. Like you've had them. They really they want to hire you, but you can tell you not, they're not the client that you want to hire. That you that you want to be with. So we'll talk about that in another episode. But let's just assume they're a good. Let's just assume they're a good fit, right? Because we run into that here too. So I don't want to make it sound like oh I'm gonna get everybody. Not everyone's gonna be a good fit for your business, and you know that better than anybody. Okay, But the point is, let's assume that this is their good fit, good quote, and you're ready to go. Okay, So by being more aggressive with them, asking for that yes, asking to, asking to help them, that's another good one. How would you like me to help you now? That's a question they haven't heard. The, the hyper-aggressive, when do you want me to start? They've heard that. How would you like me to help you now? I've given you the number. It's $100 a week. How would you like me to help you now, Cody? It throws them off. I want you, to, I, the I back want you foot, to service right? my house, right? Exactly. Like it throws them off. Like wait, what? Wait, that's that's not the normal. That's not the normal response I get. Like he's supposed to ask me for my business directly. Okay, so it puts them into a little bit more of a even more comfortable position because they're they're thrown off. They're they're already on the defensive. They're ready to negotiate with you. Maybe like, can you do it for ninety bucks a week or whatever? They're ready to They're they got their guns up or they're ready to take that deep breath because they're, they're ready to get sticker shocked. Okay? You've thrown them off now. How can I help you next? Being a little softer but still being aggressive with that yes. Okay? And when they say, okay, yeah, I'd like you to service my mom. Fantastic. It's done. The deal is done. And you can do this all in 15 minutes. You can do this all in 10 minutes really. It depends on how fast you talk. I talk pretty, pretty fast. But the idea, the idea is that you definitely, want to, you definitely want to shine in these phone calls, brief moments of time. Don't be like Bear and be long-winded, okay? But establish a connection with them, okay? A human connection that allows you to really get through to them and really understand who you are and what you're about. Yeah, you clean houses for a living, but you care about them. Yeah, you mow the lawns for a living but you want their house to look good because you take pride in your work and you want to know what their problem is, how they want it. And if you do that and you make that the priority, they're going to see it. They're going to hear it and they'll believe it. So
0: bear, I think that's all that we have time for today. Fantastic. Thanks for spitting some wisdom. Boom. Drop, drop the mic all right guys we will see you in your ears next week i'm going to put some uh, blog articles from the service autopilot blog in the show notes here that uh, kind of tie into this things about why you should always answer the
1: phone Uh, a couple
0: other sales triggers sharpen up your sales skills so take a look at those uh, and we will see you next week
1: absolutely you know how you can answer every single phone call get off the truck
0: that is the best way to do that or hire an office assistant
1: assistant yeah i like my answer better (laughs) Shocker.